Your purpose is in your heart. It's a part of who you are. It's the driving force that you have throughout your entire life. Thank you, Lord. Like you really did open up this door of like of knowledge to me based on your word. And it was just so cool because it made me just feel like, man, you really have me on this path, you know, and it's special. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do whatever the Lord tells me yep. to do. And, yep. and that's that's the bottom line is if the Lord tells me to do this, I'm going to do it. If you can't understand earthly things that are in scripture, that are in the scrolls that they had, how would you ever know about heavenly things? How would mm-hmm. you ever understand that? And the Lord told me and promised me that if I was faithful in my home, he would be faithful. And God has your family in mind. He has my family in mind. And his timing is always perfect. The anointing comes from the doing. You know, like once you're kind of actively into that, like into like your purpose and what God has called you to, it's kind of how you you start moving in that anointing. You're able to minister to people with that anointing. You're able to kind of really tap into that because of the daily encounters that you've had with the Lord for so long. Whatever decision you make, if you're walking with the Lord, he's walking with you. Beautiful humans. Welcome back to I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Grippy. This is the I Like Birds show, and we're so excited that you're here. I got my man Turner, who is COO of Priest International. He's also a former FCA uh, character coach for many years, and he's also a former youth pastor at Calvary Church, and now he's just doing big things in the business world. And we have his mom, Lisa Schwartz in the building, who's a national (laughs) speaker going all on tour next year for 2024. Her calendar is nonstop filled up. She's reaching people on TikTok left and right. How many followers you got now? 25,000 on there? Uh, I think 27, maybe. 27. There we go. That's amazing. And I've been following your journey for a while. Hey, Taylor, I can't hear myself too well in Same. the earphones. I was just about, to, I was trying to get his attention. I'm like, tap, tap, tap on my ears. But uh, yeah, you've been, I've been following. Thank you so much. That sounds so good. Oh, there we go. Uh, hi, here hi. I am. Hey, here, Zach. There you are. I hear you better. So much better. I'm deaf too. So I really need the headphones. But but no, your journey has been incredible to follow. And we've just been, I feel like on this path, um, you know, over the last few years uh-huh. doing, doing this together. And it's been cool to like, you know, pour into each other and just see like, oh, this works. This doesn't work. And just sharing all this yeah. stuff. And just to see it actually paying off for you is huge because you've been in ministry for uh, a what? long time a long time yeah, yeah. and you've always yeah. had this you know this anointing on you and this gift and uh, mm-hmm. I actually was just uh, talking to my friend Kevin Smith today at Oak Creek Homes and uh, he was you know talking about how like he loves having uh, he loves listening to episodes that you're on because he he has uh, three daughters so okay. he's like man I would just love Lisa to come out and just speak to speak to my girls and speak to my family well, just pour on, into Kevin. them I was come like yo on, just Kevin. have a house that's meeting exactly come through. Right. Like, that's exactly right <laughs> you know and I even was talking to him about your conference that you just mm-hmm. had uh, West Side Story that yeah. you just put on it. Um, what church was that you were at that you put that on it? It was at, it was hosted at uh, the Uprising. Gary the Uprising, Birkins. Gary Birkins Church. <laughs> I don't know why I had, I used, it was used to be named something else, but now it's the Uprising. Got you. And he was actually um, at, at, at the, um, at the West Side Story conference that you did uh, this past Sunday at Thread Church. Uh, we had my friend Michael and uh, Teresa came up to me and I was talking to Michael a little bit and he was telling me how like, how powerful the, yeah. the conference was yeah. that even when people yeah. were trying to leave, they got, they got hit with the Holy oh, Spirit. Yeah. There were a couple <laughs> people slain in the parking lot. It was like unbelievable. Like, I was like, this is hilarious. And I was just trying to steer clear of it. Cause every time I got near it, I was like, Oh, my knees are going to, bu- Oh, my knees are going to buckle. So I went down once actually in the foyer after Friday night 
So wow. it was very cool. Teresa and they actually have already booked three house meetings for 2024 in Alvarado. Wow. They're like, we want to get on your schedule. So they were like, boom, boom, boom. Of course they're in town. So they're easy to get on the schedule. It's the out of towners that are a little bit yeah. so, little more strategy there. So when's your next booking in Alvarado for that? Because that's where I live. Uh, so I'll, I, I, come think, I think, uh, well, uh, I think they're maybe in January. That's, okay. That was our first opening. That's we're, beautiful. So we're Sweet. in Liberty Hill this weekend. We were in Ohio, uh, West Side last weekend, Ohio the weekend before. Then next week when we're in Mineral Wells, then I'm in Kissimmee, Florida. We're going to Sacramento, California. And then we have a couple other, by locals, I mean like within five or six hours, like drivables yeah. left throughout the year. But then we have a family cruise and Christmas and very first Friday in January, we'll be in Oklahoma. So... Let's go. Family cruise with the babies. With the babies. Two babies. (laughs) That's going to, God bless your souls. We'll be praying for you. You know how many adults there are going to be? Yeah, a lot of, and they have like little kids areas, don't they? Like where you can kind of like take care. I don't know if you trust those. Do we just drop them off on the ship? I don't know, bro. You're you're asking the wrong guy. Drop them off with Gigi. We we struggle at church to drop them off. (laughs) I can't even imagine a cruise. You do drop them off with Gigi. Oh, man. Yeah, but now it's going to be a good time for you guys. But it's so cool to see things coming together for you, Lisa. You know, you've worked so hard and you're so diligent and Mm -hmm. obedient to the Lord. And you just, you really touch people and you've you've increased people's faith in just so many ways. And that's like the big message of our show is like growing in our faith together. You, You spread that out far and wide so yeah i'm really happy for you and it's just Thank cool you. that you're still able to come on out like birds you know you're so yeah. booked and busy oh, nowadays you know you got time <laughs> well, for birds as as, still as long as you're during the weekend not on the weekends i can get you in it's the weekends that are pretty jammed up yeah my kids were actually uh, got really sick today in the middle of the day oh no um to the point where it was like i had to contact my bet my best friend olivier to be like he's a nurse practitioner i was like yo can you like you know text my wife and like make sure he's okay and like diagnose his symptoms I was like, man, I really don't want to cancel. And I was telling him about it. And he's like, yeah, if you cancel on my mom, you're going to have to wait four months for a rebook. How <laughs> <laughs> it is. And then it, you, even when you text me, you're like, yo, let's do another show. And you're like, I'm free. And I'm free two months from now. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's get Getting on the books. Two, but, yeah, somebody two texted me the other day and was like, uh, do you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, uh-huh, my first opening is November 24th. Like that's <laughs> for lunch, uh, yeah, lunch. But, you know, that's crazy. Well, I mean, I say book with clients too during the day. So, you know, and my clients are are regulars and all that stuff. But, you know, it's interesting because for years we have felt kind of the the ministry kind of growing and the opportunity to travel more. And we've kind of just been, and Turner, you can probably bear witness to this. My husband and I, his dad and I have have really just been waiting on the timing for everything. Um, The kids being the right age and, and, you know, we only have one at home now. Not that he's not very important to us, of course, but he can drive. And my mm, mom lives in the house. Yeah. So that's a big deal. You know, you know you when you can around. drive. Yeah, <laughs> he can yeah drive. he's over me. And so, um, you know, he can drive now, but also with Brad's job, kind of, he's a little home a little bit more now with the businesses that we have purchased. That's kind of made, caused a little bit of a shift um, in some of his energies as well. And so now we're kind of like, all right, we have always felt that I would travel and that that was my ministry is to be traveling. It's just kind of been waiting on the timing for the kids to be ready, for Brad to be ready. Um, and so, you know, this year was the year. And so I, I said to Brad probably, and I think I told you this in like April, you know, really it's getting harder to kind of hold this back. Like yeah. people really want me to come to Florida, to come here, to come there. Um, what do you think? And he's like, give it a whirl, just yeah, travel good. as much as you can. And we kind of talked about like how much is too much, how much is out of town. Of course I had a long conversation with Liz cause she travels with me as well. She also has children and we decided that we could do two flying trips a month and then we could do every weekend as far as locals 
Um, and so we kind of just decided we'll book as much as we can for about a year and then revamp. And if it was terrible, we'll, so this month has been our first, this, this weekend will be our fourth, fifth weekend in a row traveling and doing. And so I said to Liz this week, I was like, how are, how are you feeling? And she's like, I feel great. I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. Because it, what's crazy is the momentum, you know, whereas you used to would be, have house meeting or I travel and it'd be like three or four months later and you kind of feel this lull. I mean, I'm human as well, but to go, I just got the chills to go from like glory to glory to glory every weekend. You just feel this increase of energy and watching um, how many people get healed and get saved and get delivered. Mm, It is, and it just fires you up. And so I'm excited to have a family who's very supported. I I feel like they're just excited. Turner and Cecily brought me flowers last week and they're like, we're just so excited for you just because, you know, and so, so so I feel like the family is really celebrating a lot of the, the successes and the growth as well. And I think, um, they have felt that I, I did my time, I do diligence and I loved being a stay at home mom, but now it's, it's time for me to have a career as well. It's been a long time coming. I mean, you use the word, um, a couple different times there uh, on just timing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's so important for believers and for us to take into account that there's a, there's a timing and there's a season for everything, for every next step in our career, every next path that we're going to go down. If you try and do it too early or try and force it, yeah. sometimes you end up getting real frustrated, really burnt out. I'm hitting my right. head against the wall. Why isn't this working? Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's sometimes where it's really easy mm-hmm. and it just is like mm-hmm. all the doors just are so swinging good. open and so you're good. stepping in. And, 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 you know, I think there's value in both seasons. You know, I think amen. there's value in having to hit your head against the wall a lot of times and, yeah, and fail. Sure. Did I say amen and, to that? I wasn't that into <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's value in failure and in in figuring out, okay, this doesn't work, so let's try this and let's try this, you know, and, and, and that's why it's so valuable to have a coach. I know you yes. do a lot of coaching, yes. right? Yes. Coaches can help point that out to you. Hey, here's where you're making a mistake. Yeah. Let's try this angle. Let's do that. Let's they strategize. Have a whole different perspective. Yeah. They see yes. it because you're so mm-hmm. inside of it. And that's myself as well. Like I'm so wrapped in like, mm-hmm. oh, I like birds and it's I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You don't even have time to see like where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are, what mm-hmm. you can improve on. Mm-hmm. Even had a conversation with my buddy, Aaron Rocamontes today. And where he was like, I don't, I'm not sure you even know like what your hundred, hundred percent, what your vision is, you know, like it keeps, you know, neither evolved. do I. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Just free. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. just set you free. And I was like, doesn't it change? It doesn't it evolve? And he's like, yeah, but the, it, I wouldn't say evolve. He was like, more so clarity comes yeah. as you do more things. You yeah. know? And like, sure. even so, like when I spoke at man's night uh, back in February, I was like, oh, this is it. I had this moment of like, this is what the Lord called me to do is to speak, you know, and yeah. to make people laugh and to like, yeah. you know, use his word to do so and to, yeah. to tell my story. And then once I experienced that, I was like, I don't want really, you know, anything else. This is like in the flesh. Like I love the podcast, which if you're watching live, do me a favor and drop a comment, your name and where you're listening from. We'd love to engage with you tonight. And we appreciate you being here. Uh, we got 12 people on the Facebook, yeah. which is amazing. So thank you for being here, y'all. And um, who knows what the YouTube is like, but yeah, leave a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. But, um, at but the- let me, let me jump in here because I want to, I want to kind of, again, set you kind of free from that. I, I, I teach on the difference between purpose and vision in my book, Enforcing Purpose. And I think it's important that we understand that your purpose is in your heart. It's a part of who you are. It's the driving force that you have throughout your entire life. Mm. But vision is seasonal. 
Okay. And so my purpose has always been to see people go to that next level. My purpose, my motto is enforcing purpose. Yep. Um, maximizing who that. you are, right? Yes. <laughs> and so I like to see people go to the next level in business, in their relationships, in their marriage, certainly in their relationship with the Lord. Um, when I was a stay-at-home mom, that vision was for my family. It was for my children. It was mm. teaching them the word of the Lord. And then when I was, you know, building Crazy Eight, it was for the residents. It still is for that as well. But God is bringing me into a different season, and the purpose hasn't changed, but the vision starts to kind of shift for the season. And so I think, you know, going back to what Turner said, really being able to test the times, know the time. I mean, Moses had a purpose, and his purpose was to set the people free. But when he was out of timing and he beat up the Egyptian, that was not did not have the blessing of the Lord. It was out of time when they birthed Ishmael. It would have was out of timing. And so that wasn't the vision for that season, but the purpose was the same. The purpose of Moses's life was to set God's people free, but he had to wait for the right season. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the vision of what that looked like would change throughout the seasons. At one point it was going into Pharaoh. Another time it was leading them across the wilderness. Um, And so I think, I want to set you free a little bit. Like I have to have this vision concrete. No, understand what's in your heart. What's your passion? What makes you, what, what gets you up out of bed? Right. Right. And what keeps you up at night? You Mm -hmm. know? And so I tell people like, what, what keeps you up at night? What makes you tick? What ticks you off? Those are the things that are in your heart and what that looks like in different seasons can be different because we, you have small children. I had small children, you know, and I loved that time of my life and the Lord told me and promised me that if I was faithful in my home, he would be faithful. And God has your family in mind. He has my family in mind and his timing is always perfect. Ooh, amen. Yeah, I needed to hear that. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, because it was mm-hmm. one of those things where I was like, I, I left and I was like, I felt great about things, but I also, I was like, man, do I even know like what that is? Like my vision has kind of evolved and it's changed. You know, I thought people, I, I literally thought four people would listen to a podcast, but from me talking about Jesus. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, God blew out my expectations. So he exceeded my vision mm-hmm. and he continues to do so, right. you know, even this studio, like I was thinking we were going to be like audio only for, for years, or I was going to use my phone to capture my, mm-hmm. my video footage. And then mm-hmm. boom, you actually invite you, Lisa Short, yes. invite me to the show. I think I was in that first studio and I was like, Zach, yeah, like, what's going on? I was so, honestly, I, we need to, we need to introduce you to Taylor. No, hundred percent. And, and that's the thing Hello. too. Is, Hello. <laughs> It was to the point where like, I was embarrassed that like, honestly, that you came out and I was like, dang, like, I, I don't feel good about inviting her here. No, you know? like, no, 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 but, no. But, but Despise it was, it not was, thy small beginnings. It wasn't, it wasn't you. It was more so like, it's like the spirit of excellence. Like God deserves mm-hmm. more than this. Like I, and, and I knew that. And the fact that like, it kind of all, you mm-hmm. were the only guest I ever had come out to that, that <laughs> church for a reason, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's you know? a good podcast though. Everybody should go look it up and listen yeah, to it. It was, really, it was it, a really good podcast. It was audio. Audio it was, was good. Audio, you know? yep. mm-hmm. audio was great on there and it got a lot of love and it was at the end of the year it was at the perfect time and mm-hmm. it was called um faith it until you make it and that was mm-hmm. like one of my favorite ones that we did and uh because because we've done multiple ones you know mm-hmm. we did one at your house we did one one there mm-hmm. we did one here so mm-hmm. we've just evolved and kept growing yeah. together which has been yeah. so cool and the fact that uh turner is here right now is so cool because it's like mom and son like yeah. in the flesh and like yeah how have you guys done ministry together in the past like turner like tell me your experiences like have you how come you don't go like to the house meetings and like drop a word or like you know, like, where's your heart at with that right now? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I think whenever you planted crazy, it was 2010, mm-hmm. 2011 mm-hmm. ish yeah. in there. Um, we actually, it was my mom's vision that 
Crazy Eight would be like a ministry built around worship. And so we would do uh, worship nights every Monday Monday night, Mm -hmm. every Monday. And we did it for like two years. Right. I think it was longer. It was till we longer? moved to the, it was till 2006, 15, 16. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking, cause I moved, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. moved to Chicago, but the first two years of us being at this, at crazy eight, um, in the little duplexes that we yep. completely remodeled and gutted and Teeny, everything. Tiny little. Yeah. Every Monday night, um, I would bring the guitar show up and we'd have 30, worship. 40, 50 people come yeah. through wow. and all we did Beautiful. was worship. Yeah. That's it. That. And, uh, we didn't put any expectations on it. We didn't even really announce it. We didn't no. do, we just let people show up if they knew about it, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, I felt like that was like the beginnings of a collab, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. then I moved, I moved to Chicago. I left, which I know <laughs> broke her heart. <laughs> Firstborn son. Yes. Yeah. There was physical pain involved in that. Yep. In yeah. that Aww. emotional pain. So moved away and, uh, in, in you know, did, did my time at, in Chicago playing basketball. And then I took a job with FCA and, uh, and you asked why I don't do the worship at the house meetings anymore. The answer is I'm not, I don't know any new songs. He won't. <laughs> he won't. I, I have asked him, I'm like, Turner, can we, will you be in? Cause we have like five or six worship leaders that we keep on hand. He's like, take me out of the, <laughs> take out the rotation. I'm not good enough anymore. Yeah. I, I'm so out of the game. Like, you know, like I know you've produced some songs, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so you know how much time it takes, dude, to be good at those things. And and so you talked about excellence earlier. So I just recommend other people <laughs> like Kenneth and Courtney, you yeah, know, I'm like, awesome. hey, they're like phenomenal. <laughs> Ask them, you yeah. know, or, mm-hmm. you know, and so I just know there's people that are that are like better than me at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but my has, uh, it, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say my, my, uh, love for speaking and preaching has grown, mm-hmm. uh, more than my love for doing worship, yeah. you know? So, you know, now we would do like, we've done two different youth conferences, mm-hmm. um, where I've preached and she's ministered and that's a I ton get the of fun part. Yeah. Nice. That's, <laughs> that's a ton of fun for both of us. Yeah. Right. Cause I just get up there and rip, rip a, word, a word and she gets to go out there and just start Loose knocking people out. You know, like, <laughs> so we love that, you know, and that's been some of the most fun we've ever had. 100%. I feel like we're, we don't even need to communicate. We just know what's yeah. going on. Lisa and, comes through like Shamala Hamala. Yeah. What's fun is, just, is his little brothers and sisters have been in some of those youth meetings. Yeah. So to watch for them to watch, their oldest brother and their mom kind of oh, partner together in ministry. And then for them, like the time when Caden was like <laughs> trying to give a, pr- yeah. <laughs> he yep. was just so smoked with the Holy spirit, yep. you know, I love yep. that. That's but so I do cute. want to mention that Turner also serves on crazy eights board as well. And so he really helps navigate that ship yeah, um, nice. financially, which is huge. And, um, and I know, you know, you mentioned that he's a COO of, um, Priest International, Brad and I own that business. And so for us, it's a very apostolic ministry where we use it to reach out and create um, those connections. And and Turner is the perfect person. Him and his wife, uh, Cecily, also works there. And we couldn't, we couldn't have handpicked, obviously, you know, I'm a little biased, but we also really view that as partnering in ministry as well um, yeah. and praying things in. We prayed that deal in. We really did. Yeah. We drag it across the finish drag, line. You were like, the Lord's, Lord's waiting mom, room for that mom, one. Mom, drag it across. Yes. The, so we partner in that in that capacity. Turner is also very prophetic, and um, 
at some of my conferences, it, it seems like there's always been something going on, but I was like, why didn't we have him here this last week? But on April 4th through 6th is our next conference. So I, I will have Turner come and he'll be one of the prophetic teams as well. Cause really? he's very prophetic. Um, absolutely. Yeah, those and, night of prophetic praises are amazing. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring some of those back in 2024. Yeah. You know, we've got some people on staff that want to take some ownership over the connections building. So I'm excited about what we're going to bring to the community yeah. as yes. crazy eight ministries. Speaking of crazy eight, I know you yeah. guys have a 5k coming up. We do. That's amazing. What, is, what does that entail? How can people uh, participate and what is the, what is the, so, the value that they're, that they're giving to crazy eight by doing um, that? Everything that they give obviously goes to house. We have currently, we have 52 residents living on our campuses. So we 52. have 52. Wow. Yeah. There's In a one lot spot. Of like no, a no, comp- no. They're on five different campuses. Okay. Um, so all the proceeds go to benefit crazy eight ministries. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's Saturday, November 4th, something new this year. We're going to be in Burleson. So we're partnering with the city of Burleson. We used to have it in Cleburne and we've just moved it to Burleson because they have that new running trail. Moving on up. Um, and so, um, <laughs> Shots in Cleburne. I love Cleburne, but still. I ignored it. I ignored it. Um, so we call the Ocho Loco, which is the crazy eight. You know, hey. um, and so anybody can participate. You can sign up online. If you are listening right now and you're like, I would totally come, but I don't like to run. Uh, we have a sign in for you. You could be a sleep in supporter. So people are like, I would totally pay the $30 or $25 or whatever it is to, to run. But <laughs> yeah. Do they get a medal? <laughs> hey, you know, whatever it takes. <laughs> they would get a t-shirt. You there would you get a That's t-shirt, a yeah. you know, it doesn't even say sleep and supporter. You can actually tell people you actually ran. When wow. You that's didn't. an incentive right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's our final fundraiser for the year. We just had our golf tournament. And then of course, city on a hill, which is not a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. But, um, with Turner being on the board, in fact, he's the one who was like, you need to promote Ocho Loco. And I was like, Oh, good call board member. Um, and so he does a really good, <laughs> well, gotta think about these things. You know? <laughs> he does a really good job. And, and I think, um, that Turner and I, um, we flow spiritually very much alike, but business-wise, we think a lot of like as well. And actually our personality traits, like if you think of like when we take personality, we're very similar on personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he's like an eight wing seven and I'm a seven wing eight. <laughs> yep, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, him and I are going to be the ones that are out in the deep, deep, deep ocean scuba diving, you know, while everybody else is like, kind of, I got to keep my feet on the sand, those kinds of things. Yeah. So there's we, algae in the water. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. I feel you. So people can do what they can go to um, your website and sign up there. Yeah. Yep. Crazy okay. ministries.com. Right, Always cool. the number eight, never spell it out. Can we put that in the chat? Uh, so people can have a one click <clears throat> access to that Taylor, if you don't mind, you going to run in is that, yeah, man. Uh, me and Catherine are talking about we're going to we're going to my reception's bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can walk in it. You no, can walk. No. A lot of people walk. That's why it's a fun run. It, yeah. There's a 5K race and a f- walk and a fun run. We'll so have we the strollers. Go, yeah. We'll, yeah, me we'll, and Zach and Oh, very cool. I think I think Catherine has rehearsal that day, so I might have to bring both kids. But, yeah, or at least one. There of them. will be lots yeah. of women there to help you out. Okay, that's good to know. Just fine. All right, cool. Yeah. I like that. So, there but Turner go. and I have also done um, some podcasts and some YouTube episodes together as well. Ooh. Um, look, Turner killed it on an episode. I don't. We we did a uh, an entire series on worship, um, which of course was he was able to bring to the table his experience of worship, literal musical worship. Because I don't want ever want to put worship in the box of just music. But he uh, kind of spoke and taught through the woman who anointed the feet of Jesus. Do you remember? And I was like, I, I'm mm. going to lay down right now because I feel slain. <laughs> hey, let's go. <laughs> because it was such an incredible message. So you can find that on my YouTube channel as well. And so, um, I yeah. don't know. We well, like to hang out. When it comes to like, you know, it seems like 
you're so good at engineering like spiritual experiences for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've just seen recently so much value in that in my own personal walk with the Lord, especially um, our church thread has actually been um, being uh, poured into by Mercy Culture recently. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool for me to just um, kind of feel that spiritual covering like we're family now. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been really cool to pour into their in Mercy Culture's worship and mm-hmm. uh, their preaching. And I just felt so elevated in my faith recently by that because i can just feel the hunger it's almost like it's contagious yeah and we actually pulled up the verse of um of exodus 33 where um where joshua is like leaving his tent to go to moses's tent and then he's like lingering in the presence would you say that that's something that you've experienced because you are a spiritual leader in that in that realm and you've cultivated those spiritual experiences and you've seen people grow and they kind of keep coming back for more just the lingering for myself personally or for people no, around for, for the for the for the spirit of God for the presence of the Lord first like something that you kind of I feel like there's there's a difference between like going to church um and then going to you know seeking out the presence of the Holy yeah, Spirit you yeah. know and I feel like yeah. you can do I a great be super job. graphic with you we for call sure. that we call that penetration and with no in, intimacy okay right so a lot of people want to penetrate into the throne room but not really cultivate the intimacy and nobody wants to be penetrated without intimacy what's I mean, required I'm just, when it right, comes so, to the intimacy for that so I mean intimacy is where well I always what I tell my clients it's into me see. Like where I'm going to allow, I'm going to sit and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to see into me, but I'm going to also see into the Holy Spirit. And so there's, there's a cultivating of, um, into me, see going on between the Lord and I, and it's, it's a place where I'm not concerned with all the things I need to pray about. I'm not concerned. I'm only concerned with the presence of God. Mm. Um, I'm only concerned, like we were talking about the the woman who worshiped Jesus. She wasn't concerned with all the people in the room. She wasn't concerned with Martha who was busy serving the people. She was Mm -hmm. only concerned with the presence of Jesus in the room and nothing else matters. And I think a lot of times, especially when we're in ministry, um, you know, sometimes we try to penetrate with our ministry needs. We try to penetrate with our, our financial needs. We try and penetrate with the needs and, and we miss out on the intimacy and, and oh, honestly, and I, I hate to, I hate to use that term because it's kind of, but it, but it works. Right. And it's, we, we often say like, that's kind of trying to just whore the Holy spirit instead of really recognizing that God loves intimacy. I know. I, I don't know how, so, but it's, it's a beautiful picture because everybody can relate to that. Everybody yeah. wants to be loved intimately. Mm-hmm. You know, and we want to be treated intimately. And and so I think that's the beautiful thing of God being your lover and learning how to be in that affectionate place with him and allowing him to be affectionate towards you and letting him be um, intimate with you and being intimate with him. And out of that comes this glorious anointing that flows out. And people do want to linger in that because no other place will you be loved like that. I mean, my husband loves me deeply. My children love me deeply, but nobody loves me like God does. And I love to linger in that space. I love to linger in that space. Does that kind of fill your cup to go out there and and pour it into others as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I want everybody else to experience that. You know, in the youth, when you used to be like, you just had to be there, right? Like you want everybody to be there. You want everybody to experience what you've had. Yeah. And did you, did you kind of learn that from, from Lisa, like seeing her like growing up under her? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, her, her walk with Christ from since I was a kid, man, she used to record like herself reading Psalms for me to play at night when I would go to sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so I would sweet. just turn on the Psalms. You're so sweet. Heard, <laughs> you know, that's, that's stuff that, you know, and I think people say, uh, like, I love the comments on your TikTok sometimes, mom, or people be like, that, that anointing's not real, or how can I get an anointing like that, or why doesn't it happen when I pray? And I'm like, y- y'all don't understand the mm-hmm. the years of intimacy and relationship that she's cultivated with Jesus to receive the anointing that she has it, it's it's not just something that you and I just pick up right like it's something that's uh you have to be trusted mm-hmm. with that's good and the lord has trusted her with an anointing because of her devotion to him and that's special, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I like to, to talk about the passage where, uh, Timothy gets his anointing from his grandmother and from his mom, you know, and I always say like, I hope that one day I have half the anointing my mom has <laughs> because of the time that I, that I put in with Jesus and, wow. and spend with him and mm-hmm. cultivate. Um, but you know, people see a, a 60 second snippet on TikTok of someone falling out, slain in the Holy Spirit. But what they don't see is the 40 years yeah. of praying in the Holy Ghost mm. in the closet. Like that's, that's what they don't see. That's yeah. what, that's what they miss. All we see is this. And, you know, I'm a, you're like me, Zach, we're big sports guys, right? It's mm. the same way with like basketball, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like people see, Steph Curry make eight threes in one game and go, man, that guy's unbelievable. But, but what they don't see is the 5,000 three-pointers he shoots every week. And I had a chance to meet Steph Curry's shooting coach one time. He was at a basketball camp I was working at. And he said when Steph Curry would practice his three-point shootings, he would get out a, a lawn chair and put mm. it under the hoop and just catch because he never missed. He oh just never gosh. needed to get rebounds. That's crazy. He would just get the ball, pass it. Dang, that's wild. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's similar in in the way you cultivate your relationship with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and your relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex Birkins was saying the other day that like kind of like the anointing comes from the doing. You know, like once you're kind of actively into that, like in, into like your purpose and what God has called you to, it's kind of how you you start moving in that anointing and you're able to. Uh, you're able to minister to people with that anointing and you're able to kind of really tap into that because of the the daily encounters that you've had with the Lord for so long. And he even mm-hmm. said on this show with like, he even used you specifically where he was talking about like the path that you've walked to get to the presence of the Lord. You've done it so many times that it's, you know how to get back there mm-hmm. and you know how to rest in there because like you've walked the path so many times mm-hmm. that that's why you're able to out overflow into others mm-hmm. in that way. And I just thought that was so cool because it kind of painted a picture of how to keep the kind of how to keep the the fire lit, you mm-hmm. know, into, you know, adding logs to it and whatnot, because you're so used to tapping into the presence of the God of, of God that you're mm-hmm. able to, to just walk in that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and feel confident in that anointing and like, and do it with, with boldness. Cause mm-hmm. you know what you're doing on TikTok, I don't know if, how many listeners of our listeners I've seen, <laughs> but it's a bold thing to just put there on the internet. Yeah. And then once you did, it started really taking off mm-hmm. because like there's a hunger for the spiritual realm and there's mm-hmm. a hunger for the Holy Spirit specifically. And to just understand that has been really cool. And we got Megan Ed- Edgeworth trying to ask a question. Go ahead. Ask Lisa a question. Hey, Austin Dixon. What's up, man? You used to be on my basketball oh, team. Hey, Megan. How are you? I think Megan is from Mansfield. Megan, did I get that right? So she, I think, started watching me on TikTok, came to one of our house meetings 
Um, Belinda is also, all these people were at our West Side Story this week. Lisa wanted to bring people. everybody to I Like Birds. Lauren, Appreciate you. Lauren actually had a radical deliverance at our last conference. Robin Moreland is from Fort Worth. She's in my Patreon. Faith is also... Um, oh, hey, Wisdom of the Well, how are you? Mary. Marissa yeah. from, from Thread there Church, we go. let's go. So, here hey, we go. <laughs> hey, my fishing spot's in Blum, hey, Texas. Hey, let's go. Hey, all, all right. Lisa's folks, go ahead. Oh, and, uh, this is not, it's a different Megan. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought oh. Megan Eggs were from, was from, okay, go ahead, Megan, what's your question? Yeah, go ahead. But hey, everybody that's Alabama. watching while she types that out, uh, go ahead and subscribe to I Like Birds, wherever you're listening to. We truly appreciate mm-hmm. that. Smash that thumbs up button. It helps more people see it Smash in the algorithm. Smash thumbs up button. Smash, you like that? That's a yeah. little, that's a little, is that great Exclusive right there. Yeah, I will not be borrowing. Well, it. you said penetrate, so well, I can't say smash. I, yeah, I mean, but I'm 50, so I can get away. <laughs> and I'm a woman, so I can get away with penetrate. Don't borrow that. <laughs> I don't, it, not will not, that. it will not resonate. <laughs> as a, Bro, uh, I'll, be like, I'll be like Harvey Weinstein if I use that word on a yeah, Christian podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing a, a, a women's leadership uh, conference coming up, and the Lord has really been giving me just insight and in the difference between intimacy and penetration and how wow. as ministers we we know how to get there mm-hmm. and so sometimes we penetrate without <laughs> without intimacy you yeah, know no, that's, that's a good word right there so all right what's the question <laughs> i would just like prayer on something in my health that nobody can get figured out Ooh, let's go pray lisa let's go all right Come on. well father in the name of jesus we just declare that you are the mighty physician and there is nothing that is a mystery to you. You say, not that you've counted our, our, the hair on our head, but that you've numbered them. There's a difference between counting them and numbering them. You have numbered them and that's intimacy, God. So you know, Megan, inside and out. And so we we declare, God, that you have a report of healing for her. We declare, Holy Spirit, the great reveal to come to her in the name of Jesus. And God, we speak the fullness of health over her in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask the oil of your anointing to just flow from the top of her head all the way down to the tip of your toes right now, Megan. And we just declare that your body is coming into an alignment in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Amen. I love that. Appreciate that, Megan. Did you get a word there, Turner? I I can see it. Just... You know, I just I was about to get knocked out. As I was about to that boy tired. I was like, he was like, I'm getting healed right now. Yeah. He's like, I'm about to get that rest for a week. <laughs> Let me receive it. Oh my goodness! Hey, Megan, thank you for letting us pray with you. Hey, Layla, how are you? Yeah, powerful stuff. And and we went to me and uh, Turner went to and Cecily and Catherine. We went to Nate Bargatze last night. Mm-hmm. We went to a comedy show, and it was so cool to just laugh again and just mm-hmm. clean comedy and just being able to see somebody be able to be yeah. so polished with that. It was inspiring, you know, <laughs> and just good. seeing all the peeps there packed out like you know Mm -hmm. felt good that was the first one that we've been to in years so since we had little kids and stuff so Mm -hmm. that was cool that was a good time you had a good time yeah Yeah. that was awesome that was that was insane but yeah man let's let's uh let's switch gears here lisa i i know that we've uh we've kind of talked about this very uh briefly before but i'd love to kind of get more of an unpacking of to why um i was having a conversation with Catherine yesterday and she was sharing that um she, one of her friends goes to a church and like she believes that you know women shouldn't be able to preach uh, mm-hmm. on stage and shouldn't have really big roles in the church and stuff like that. So I have to ask you when somebody comes at you with that. I know you probably get that on the Instagram or on the TikTok oh, once yeah. in a while. So mm-hmm. what is what is your like response to that? 
Um, well, first of all, I'm not a pastor of a church. So if we're going to actually quote scripture, let's quote it accurately. And it says that they shouldn't pastor a church. It doesn't say anything about a woman not preaching. I don't know where that comes from. Am I correct in that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I just want to clarify that because people assume that because the scripture says they should not pastor a church, that they shouldn't be preaching in a church. And and they, I guess they get that from the, the passage that says that women should remain silent. And so if you understand the history of that, of where that's being spoken. I mean, come on, y'all do your history. Um, so basically women were never allowed in the church. Uh, they had no teaching. They had no understanding. Well, when Jesus came, he shattered that and women all of a sudden mm, began go. going into the temple. And so the women had a lot of questions. And so they would, and because they didn't know the order of the church, they would ask questions in the middle of a church intended to be a little disruptive and mm-hmm. interruptive as we can be. And, um, and so when Paul is addressing that, he's basically saying, ladies, if you have a question, wait until you're at home, be silent while you're in the church, wait till you get at home and ask your husbands. And so he's literally just addressing a, a, a matter of order in the church. He's not saying that women can't preach in the church. Because wasn't that church actually like the women were starting to overstep and starting to take like positions of leadership during that time? That's something that I read in, in a previous All study. All I know is they were being interruptive um, and asking questions in the midst because they had never been to church before. So they had no idea how a church service were were to have to to operate now what i will say is if you look in the um in the new testament well in the old testament let's start in the old testament in the old testament when god gives the commandments that male and female shall have dominion upon the earth they shall stand upon the earth and they shall subdue it and then he gives order to the marriage and there's that pecking order in the marriage where the husband is the head the woman is the body which both are equally important. I mean, you can't live without your body and I can't live without my head. So uh, the church has said that makes the head more important. I don't know where that comes from, Um, but they're equally as important, just different roles. But in the kingdom, it's the Bible says that there is neither female nor male, nor Jew nor Gentile in the spirit. If you go back to the original Genesis, the commandment to stand on the earth, to have dominion, to subdue, and to spread, be fruitful, and multiply was given to male and female as a as a as a commandment to our position here on the earth. And I believe that's our kingdom position. If you go back to the New Testament and you take a look at Jesus, clearly he shattered the culture by ministering to women, but then also taking women with him and also commanding women to go and tell right the first gospel or the first evangelist was the woman at the well who went back to the town of samaria and told everybody everything she had ever done and about the man she had met and then you see yes and then you see (laughs) when he is resurrected the first person he presents himself to is a woman and she goes back to the upper room and she tells all of the disciples about the resurrection of jesus um and so those those are just one of two of many um passages in scripture where you can cite where you see evidence where jesus activates women um, in ministry. So I love that. And you know, what's so funny, Lisa is like, sometimes in my, a lot of times in my email that I send out to our guests, I say like, Oh, feel free to bring your Bible. I have mine. I don't even got to send you that. Cause you're just, you were walking Bible. Look <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like at Turner's like, Oh yes. Yep. <laughs> I grew up in that house. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Years of reading the Bible. But it, it, I, and I say this too, like, it's actually just my strongest gift is wisdom of the word. And so it really is just an anointing, just the ability. And sometimes it's annoying. I'm like stop like today at the chamber of commerce i was like connecting scripture there was a there was a motivational speaker and everything he was saying i was either 
a- approving or debunking with scripture. I was like, really? nope, because Bible says this. Nope. Or yep. Yep. Because wow. the Bible says that. I love and so that. I think I was driving everybody at the table crazy, but who's your, who's both of y'all is like go back and forth answering, but who's your favorite, like low key character of the Bible that like, Oh gosh. Who's your favorite, like favorite one. That's like, isn't really talked about very often. You want me to go first? Yeah. Give you time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the book of Philemon and I know that's, Kind yeah. of crazy. Like people don't usually like. Look, turn when to he that was book. a kid, he was like, "I like Leviticus." I was like, "No, you have to pick something else." <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy like. Uh, I'll go down the rabbit hole on YouTube of like, let's look at the genealogy yeah, of yeah. Jesus for he's, two hours. He's kind of <laughs> always been like that, like the history. And I was like, "That's why be like, what are you watching?" <laughs> I'm like. Man, like, you wouldn't believe this, but Esther was, da, 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 and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. that's the kind of type of stuff that like I'm into, you know, in the yeah. Bible and how, and like we were talking yesterday about the whole Israel and Hamas thing that's mm-hmm. happening right now and how you can literally go in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and go, hey, this is what Syria is today. And, and this nation is what, what turned into Egypt and this nation, like you can connect the dots wow. to what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the type of stuff that, that, I, you know, mom, you brought up earlier that I have a prophetic gifting. That's where that comes from. Like, yeah. it's just, those are things that I see in the scripture that I can see happening in mm-hmm. real time in where we're going, you know, mm-hmm. to just go, this is the direction that I can see that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, as believers, it's exciting, right? Cause we know how it ends. Yeah. But we know that we yeah. win. Uh, and we, we know where we're going and we know where we're going. That's so for us, it's so exciting. Uh, but if you don't know where you're going, yeah, you better figure it out. Salvation <laughs> is only a declaration away. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. What about right. you? Who you got? Um, so can I say two? Sure. I'm gonna say um, two too. Okay. Uh, so two, two. <laughs> in the, I'll say one in the old Testament and it's, um, Hagar, Hagar, um, yeah, and, just and been Hagar poor Hagar, poor Hagar, abused you know, and had to go back to her abuser. Yes. Yes. Um, but I love that God blessed her. Mm, you know, God he saw her, he met her where she was at. It's a, mm, um, it's the first time where you see somebody use the verbiage Jehovah Roe, which is the God who sees me. And I love when she mm. says, I now see the God who first saw me. Ooh, come on. And it just denotes the idea that I'm just now recognizing somebody who's been, who has recognized me from the very beginning. Wow. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, when your babies finally recognize your face or recognize your voice, well, you've been speaking the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, long before Sterling recognized you, you could, you recognized his cry. Mm-hmm. And um, so I love that story. I just got the chills. Ooh, let's go. And then, <laughs> and then, um, the woman with the issue of blood just fascinates me over and over again. Same. And I just, I, so every time I read that story, I feel like something else jumps out at me. And right now I'm geeking out on the fact that she took Jesus by surprise. Like she was so audacious. Even Jesus is like, wait, mm-hmm. who touched me? And I'm like, what authority is that a woman who had never read the scriptures? Remember Oof. women couldn't read the scriptures. Oof. So how did she even know there must've been some kind of revelation that mm-hmm. she was given that she would be able to reach out and, and power moved, right? Power moved. And we see that in the book of Esther with the shifting of the scepter where power moved, it, authority moved from Jesus to the woman with the issue of blood, that power moved from the king to Esther when he shifted, moved it, you know, he had it pointed out to Haman, then he shifted it to Mordecai. He was moving power and authority was moving. And she had such audacity that even Jesus was like, what just happened? 
even he was taken by surprise. Like who touched me? Yeah. You know, and I like to tell people all the time, like everybody, the Bible says that the, the crowd was thronging about him. Mm-hmm. That means everybody was touching him, pressing up against him, but only one person touched him. Right. Only one person touched him. Mm-hmm. But she put a demand on that anointing. She put a demand on the heel. How did she know to do that? She could, I mean, how did she know? And so there must have been some kind of supernatural revelation, supernatural knowing that she had a sensing that she had, that she was like, I'm going to touch. And it even took Jesus by surprise. And I wonder how much authority God has given to us to touch the courts of heaven and God go, man, I didn't, I didn't see that coming, but all right, let's do it. You know, and just mm-hmm. kind of take him by surprise with this audacious prayer and this rattling of the heavens. And I wonder if, it, you know, if Mary took Jesus by surprise when he said, it's not my time. And she's like, do it anyway. And she gave him some pushback. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I'm probably going down a theological no, so rabbit great. trail here. But-, <laughs> but listen, this is so great. I'll tell you why. Number one, because the spirit just totally hit me when you're talking like big time. Well, I mean, what about Hezekiah when he's told he's going to die? And the Bible says that he turned his face to the wall and he cried out to the Lord. And he was like, I have served you my entire life. Yeah. And God's like, okay. I'll give you 10 more years. Yeah. And he turns back, the, you remember he turns the shadow back to as evidence that he's going to turn his life back 10 years and get, add to his life. And he, and he put a demand, God, you're a healer and you say I'm your child and I have served you. Why are you going to let me die? Do not let me die. And God was like, oh, okay. That's Since so you asked. <laughs> yeah. And then let me just say this about the uh, the woman with the issue of blood. We were just like, this hasn't even been released yet, but or this one's been released on uh, this little clip. But basically the fact that like Jesus was on his way to do like a big mission, Jairus's daughter, like she's sick, somebody of importance. And Jesus mm-hmm. is on his way to to bring her back from the dead, to, to make sure she's alive, you know. And but on his way there, he didn't stop and missed a moment. Mm-hmm. to minister to her as well. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because it shows that like for us, you know, we have, we're so focused sometimes on like, I have to go do this. I have to go to Cincinnati. I have to, but it's like mm-hmm. you at the airport, you still found time to minister to that woman. Mm-hmm. You at that store that one time mm-hmm. when you're on the show talking about the angels and stuff, you still found time, you and your girl still found time to minister to that person. Yeah. So I shared that on here recently. And then I also shared that same thing that you're talking about with Mary, with the first miracle mm-hmm. and how he's like, uh, I love how he even said this, but even though I know it's not the cultural times that he said this, he was like, he was like, what did it have to do with me and you woman? <laughs> That's yeah. what he says. He's yeah. like, woman, like what's that? But then yeah. my time has not come. But even though he said that Mary still had faith in the son to fix the issue. That's why mm-hmm. she said, mm-hmm. um, that's why she said, tell him, do whatever he tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And then he went ahead and he did it. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that he did that? Why do you think that he, even though it wasn't his time, why do you think he still did the miracle? I mean, I don't, because he could, I, th- I think because she put a demand on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't really know. I just think it's something for us to consider at when, when do we just accept the will of God and when do we give him pushback and really fight for what we, I mean, Jacob fought the angel of the Lord and said, I'm not letting wrestled you go until him. you blame yeah, yeah. wrestled him. Yeah. He wrestled God. And said, you said, that's my land. So I'm not letting you go until you follow through on what you promised me. Let's go. How can we walk in that? How can we, how can we walk in that? Let's go. How can we walk in that? Oh, you want to answer that T? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a struggle that Mm -hmm. really it's, it's all comes back to intimacy with Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. And like you and I talked yesterday about convictions Mm -hmm. and there are certain things that you feel convicted for in a moment when you know the Lord is speaking to you and saying, okay, it's time. Let's do it. But then there's like prolonged moments where you're like, Lord, are you ever going to speak? Yeah. You know, like I'm, I need input on this yeah. 
moment, you know, and you're digging through the word and you're praying in tongues and you're calling your spiritual mentors and you know, and it's like, dude, like I need, I just need some wisdom on this. And I think there's a, I, I think it was, you helped, helped me see this as a senior in high school, but there was a moment where I was really struggling with just some decisions, like big life decisions that all seniors in high school have to make, mm-hmm. you know, do I go to college? Do I do big life decisions? And, uh, she told me, she was like, whatever decision you make, if you're walking with the Lord, he's walking with you. So if you choose to go to Chicago, the Lord's going with you because he's inside you and he's all around you. And, and, and you're taking that anointing and that blessing with you. Mm. And, and I think that goes back to the, the authority and the boldness mm-hmm. and the audacity that she was just, she was just mentioning. If we walk in that authority and that boldness, to take a stand for the things that the Lord has promised, then his promises will come true. That's good. But if we don't walk in boldness and, and we shy back from opportunities to pray for people, and and if I'm sitting at dwell and the Lord gives me a word for, for someone in there and I don't go over and share with them, uh, well, first of all, I feel like crap for the rest of the day because I didn't share yeah. that. But also she might've missed out on an opportunity, the, the, the young lady that I had the word for or whatever, and, you know, I think it's all just comes back to this relationship mm-hmm. with God. The fact that it's not a transactional relationship mm-hmm. with him. Things are constantly evolving and moving and, and God is, is active. Like you said, Zach, when, when we activate faith, he moves and it, mm-hmm. it, it's just a, it's like a, a living, breathing thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's yeah. so crazy, man. And it's, and it's, I love talking about it. Cause it's like, it just brings so much like, you know, uh, joy to, to my life. And it just makes me feel so like Jesus is the best thing to talk about. And I'll never apologize about that. Every time I feel I, we're talking about him, I'm just like, this is so great. Let's what just keep going. What else is there to talk about? For real. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what were your favorite characters? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah, I totally yes. forgot to mention that. But honestly, recently, man, I'm doing a Bible study this Friday with some friends that I hiked a mountain with in California. And like, we're just going to like, let's do this thing. So I'm, I'm leading the first one and uh, it's going to be tomorrow night. And I've been studying John 3. And I've been really connecting with Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Just every scripture, especially verses 1 through 13, you can truly just see how how much man was blind to the spiritual yeah. side of everything mm-hmm. until Jesus. Mm-hmm. But also that still applies to today oh, yeah. until you actually have an encounter with the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit yep. and the presence of God yeah. to the point where it's like I, I related to who I was before I got saved in 2020. Uh, I related to Nicodemus so much because of the fact that there was just so many things that he was so blind. And the fact that Jesus called him out and says, you're a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things. <laughs> like you don't know these things. It's, and it's, if you can't understand earthly things that are in scripture, that are in the scrolls that they had, how would you ever, how would you ever know about heavenly things? How would mm-hmm. you ever understand that? So I just related to Nicodemus so much. Cause I felt, I felt so like, he was a scholar. He was a respectable person. And he came to Jesus with respect. He called him rabbi. He says, I know you come from God for no one can perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Like he came to him in a place of like, I know you're special, but he still, he was so confused that he said, in order to be born again, do I have to go back in my mother's womb? Yeah. Like he was that, yeah. conf- he, took he was that, so literal. he took yeah. it so literal. Yeah. He was so, had the spirit of religion on him that he yeah. couldn't even understand 
the fact of what Jesus was saying, even though the, the Messiah was sitting across mm -hmm. from him, he couldn't yeah. understand these things. And well, I think he, he had more than the spirit of religion. He also just had a spirit of knowledge of head knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we, we jack with religion, but sometimes your own head just gets in the way and you can have knowledge and not have a revelation. Oh, and so I actually preached on that this weekend when I was talking about supernatural hearing and how God can be speaking. But if in, in Acts chapter seven, um, it talks about how the Pharisees had uncircumcised ears. <laughs> That's In other great. words, you got excessive. What's going to be the rating on this show? Zach? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think PG-13 is the way to go on this one. <laughs> Not for kids. Oh, my gosh. But they had uncircumcised ears. And yeah. he was basically saying, you're unable to hear because your ears have not been, yet been circumcised. They're uncircumcised. And, and um, Nicodemus is a great example of that, of how the excess jargon and knowledge and religion kept him from really having any kind of revelation of what Jesus was saying. And he did take it so literally. And I think, you know, even prophetic words, when we give prophetic words, it's hard not to just filter it through my head knowledge and filter it through my religion and filter it through what the conversation I had with somebody yesterday or whatever it is and go, no, I really want to hear this supernaturally. I want to sh silence my head knowledge and I want to hear what God is saying to me mm -hmm. and what that potentially could mean. I love that. And my mm -hmm. second one is John the Baptist. Okay. I love him just because of the fact that like Jesus loved him. He mm -hmm. was cousin. He was the one that got the Holy Spirit inside the womb. Yeah. You know, so that just kind of represents to me the why Christians should have an anti-abortion stance mm -hmm. uh, in general. So that's one layer of it, which I'm sure we can go down a huge rabbit hole on that one. But uh, and then also, I just love the fact that he was just so faithful, despite like his parents were like uh, I was doing some research on him. His parents were like scholars and whatnot. And he decided to like not go the synagogue path. Mm -hmm. And he went to the parachurch, the yeah. wilderness, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he went like outside of the church to like preach and stuff. And mm -hmm. he found his own relationship with the Lord and was just faithful and just the way he was like, you know, with his body and the fasting and the way he ate, you know, he was, everything he was doing was honoring to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then when he came, he got, it's almost like the moment of like the highlight for him, you know, the, the moment that he was like, you know, like waiting for the Lord to come. And then he got to see him, you know, mm -hmm. he got to see the promise of the Messiah coming mm -hmm. and he got to baptize him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's I just incredible. think that's so special yeah. that like for the guy that was just like preaching, he's coming, he's coming. And mm -hmm. he came and then he didn't like, it's almost like God confirmed his faith mm -hmm. in that moment. And I just, I just love the layers that John the Baptist has. And the fact that he never even got to see Jesus, like do the miracles. He was stuck in jail and then he got beheaded. Like, Buddy, mm -hmm. like, you know, Buddy died as a martyr before he was even before, before Stephen, honestly, yeah, yeah. you know, because people say Stephen's the first martyr and I'm kind of like, was John the Baptist kind of the first martyr, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. So, uh, I love John the Baptist. I think he's a very int like intricate part of the entire, uh, gospel. And yeah, so yeah. I love him and Nicodemus right now. It's good. Yeah. I had this, I had this word for this girl one time. I can't remember if you were there for this or not, mom, but we, I was at a conference and I was preaching and. Uh, I just saw like this, this girl that was, um, that was there. And I felt like as I was preaching, the Lord was like, Hey, you need to prophesy over her. And a lot of times when that comes on you, you don't know what's coming next. You know, like you're <laughs> like, you don't know what's about to come out of your mouth until you do it, do it. until mm -hmm. you step into it. And so I was like, Hey, you know, I don't know you. She was from another church, San Antonio somewhere. I was like, can you please stand up? So I asked her to stand up and immediately the Lord started giving me words 
And, uh, and the word that I had for her, I'll never forget because it was like John the Baptist, Mm -hmm. um, in, in the anointing that she was going to carry was going to be that she was going to prepare the way for everyone around her. And that's really, really hard to do for people because people want to be recognized. You know, they want to be the lead dog. They want to, they want to be the alpha. They want to, and it's really a hard pill to swallow sometimes for people to know that, wait, my whole life I'm going to be serving other people and I'm never going to be. And I started speaking this into her, man, and the way she just like received it was mm-hmm. just so. Yeah, I was there. It was just mm-hmm. so spot on that I knew that it was from the Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about John the Baptist, you know. Yeah. That man was in Jesus' shadow his whole life. Whole life. Yeah. His whole cousin, life. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he got the honor and the privilege of baptizing Jesus. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? That's crazy. Let's and, go. And seeing the heavens open up and the, open up and the Holy Spirit yeah. ascending upon him in the form of a dove. Yeah. And like hearing what, the voice of God. Yeah. Like what? So again, thinking about the supernatural senses, because again, I taught yeah. on that this weekend, just like how crazy I was, I was like thinking, you know, when they got the flame, when it said that the Holy Spirit came in like a sound of mighty rushing wind and then mm. something like flames of fire. Can you imagine where they're like, dude, no, dude, bro, no, dude, bro, bro, bro. you know, like, <laughs> dude, I got one too. Like, <laughs> like, is that what they were saying? And you know, like, just, <laughs> just kind of like going geeking out on the fact that they all had these flames of t- and did it freak them out? Because mm. honestly, if I saw Turner's hair on fire, I'd be like, I'd start hitting him with something. Like, like, do, do you think when the voice that the, the the father said, like, "This is my son, who I'm well pleased," do you think mm-hmm. that was for Jesus, or do you think that was for everybody else around him? Oh, I think it was for both. You guys are both. Mm-hmm. Kind of like confirmation for Jesus to like mm-hmm. walk in the will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. But we do know that from that day forward, that was when the manifestational gifts of his ministry really began. Right. And so we see what I think is evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because he was born with the character and the nature of God and the Holy Spirit was in him from the very beginning. But at that point, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And that's when he began to walk and flow in the manifestational gifts. That's okay. when you start seeing him prophesy, heal, do miracles, resurrect people from the dead. And so I think it was a crucial point that we can see in the life of Jesus that there were clearly two um, two parts of the Holy Spirit. I say say parts, two ways that he received the whole, like he had the Holy Spirit, but then the Holy Spirit came upon him. And when you think about like, why, why do I have to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, that's when he began to operate and manifest the gifts of God was after the Holy Spirit had come upon him. So I, mean, I you- think that's the strongest teaching for for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, wouldn't you say? Because even in John 3, he says, like, to Nicodemus, you have to be baptized in water and spirit. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, in that moment that mm-hmm. we're talking about, that happened for him and it happened mm-hmm. to him. And even, um, would you even say that when Saul became, when Saul was being, um, when he had to get back, when he got taken to the synagogue, his eyes were opened and he had to get baptized in water, would you say that was also a moment of him being baptized first in the spirit and then in the... Are we talking about... Saul Paul, or are you Paul, talking about Saul, Saul in the Old Testament? Saul, Paul. Okay, I just want to make sure. Saul Paul. When he got taken to the synagogue, he was able to be um, unblinded. So and- he went to Ananias, and Ananias yeah. laid hands on him. And it, it, this is an interesting story because if you read it in the message, the scales that fell off actually says a crusty like substance. Mm. 
that came out of his eyes, which kind of denoted the idea of being asleep. Like he had been asleep and this crusty stuff comes. I just, I just think that's just so fascinating. It's the message. It's the message though. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> you know, what's so interesting is like, you know, I mean, the whole world is using the word woke now, which is really just a twisting or perversion of God's idea of being awake, mm-hmm. of being awakened by the spirit. And so in that moment, Paul was awakened. He turned from Saul to Paul and he was awakened by the spirit of the Lord and the crusty sleep that was in his eye, literally the crust of religion just fell out of his eyes. I just yeah. think that's just a fascinating, again, a supernatural, like what was happening there? You know, were there. So he got, did he get baptized in the spirit first and then water? Cause he had an encounter with the Lord on Damascus road. Would you say that that's accurate? I, I'm not recalling that. Are you? Mm-mm. I'd have to go back and, and we, we, I did just read through at the book of Acts. So I don't, I mean, he, he spent time with Ananias and he was taught and trained and then he just went out and he did. But in the book of Acts, there are several stories where um, people receive the spirit and Peter's like, but have you received the Holy Spirit? And then he lays hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. So there are several stories in the book of Acts where somebody receives the name of Jesus and then they receive the Holy Spirit. How can, um, how can somebody like listening right now that's like doesn't know if they've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how can they get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I mean, the Bible says he, he, it, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Right. Mm. So I would cling to that verse as a promise and saying, God, if, if I am not filled with the Holy ghost, um, then I'm just going to open up my heart, open up my mind right now. I ask the Holy spirit to fill me completely, overwhelm me, consume me, fill me with your manifestational gifts. I would ask for evidence in the form of, um, certainly speaking in tongues, but most importantly in the form of some sort of supernatural love that you begin to notice, take note of. Um, and, and it's important that people recognize that you can get the gift of tongues and it, and it may take a while for it to activate. It's kind of like every, every baby has the ability to walk, but it takes a while for them to walk. Right. Um, and so, and sometimes it's awkward in the beginning, you know, like Sterling's got the little starfish walk going on right now. It's so cute, you know? <laughs> And sometimes when you first starting start speaking in tongues, it's kind of like that, you know, it's just yeah. kind of like this awkward little mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know if I answered your question, but you ask and you re- ask and receive, open your heart, surrender to the Lord. It's not about doing anything. It's really actually about being quiet and being still. I, I'm always reminded of how the Bible says he leads me beside still waters. Hmm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's right. He restoreth my soul. Hmm. There's a lot of quietness taking place in that passage. Do you think that's, I mean, I, I kind of have an answer to this, but do you think that's how you really tap into the presence of God is in the stillness? I mean, I, how can you escape the presence? Of God? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y- y- yes. I mean, I, yes, I love those moments where I'm just, I just pause and I take a breath mm-hmm. and immediately I'll, I'll get the, get a chill. Um, but I mean, I'm 50 years old. So I, I mean, I've, I've been doing this a lot of years, which doesn't mean like, it's just, so yes, you can be still, but he's in the noise too. He's in the, you know, and you don't have to be, it's not about noise. It's about power. It's not about volume. It's about power. It's not about energy. It's about power. I mean, and so, I mean, so yes, yeah. you, you do need to be still. I remember years ago, you remember Bambi Carlson when I was first Kate got saved and she kept saying, I heard the Lord say, I heard the Lord say. And so I finally just said, how do you hear God? And she was like, you have to be really quiet. 
And I was like, she's trying to send me a message. (laughs) (laughs) But the real answer is, and this is what I tell people all the time. God is always speaking and you probably don't have a hearing problem. You probably don't recognize him and you don't recognize him because you're not in the word and you don't know Mm -hmm. his character. And so when the sun comes up in the morning, I recognize the voice of God saying today I'm faithful today. I am light. Today, I am refreshing you. Today, I am going to honor my promises. Today, every day. And if you don't recognize that the very sun coming up in the morning is a reminder of God's faithfulness, that at one point he said, let there be light. And from that moment on, light has happened. You know what's crazy that I didn't even realize and like fathom when I first read Genesis and whatnot? But he said, let there be light before the sun was ever even created. Right. Which is right. so crazy. Like, right. You know, when you think about it in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like then you go to John 1 and then you find out that Jesus is the light mm-hmm. and the light of men. And you mm-hmm. find out also that all things were created mm-hmm. through the sun mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. to face in the beginning. Yeah. Made in our image. Yeah. You know, all these things kind of like all these like doctrinal little pieces and arcs that yeah. make everything yes. just kind of make sense. It's so fascinating. So it and, comes and, together for you. And it just makes me want to like just scream at people like read your word, get in the word, <laughs> yes. fall in love with the word. It's yes. the best. And that's the thing. It's like these things have really like kept us from it, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the last, I would feel like, and I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm 30, so I don't really know. Obviously, you know, everybody has their own relationship and uh, whatnot, but I just encourage people to like have one of these and like yeah. keep it with them and yeah. like be in there and know it, you know, because once mm-hmm. now is the thing too. Um, I, I worked on a sermon recently. Uh, Alex Perkins has me in a, a little preaching camp. So we had to write a couple of sermons and I was writing a couple of sermons and it was really cool because um, it reminded me of like the early days of writing podcasts, you know, when I first came to, to my salvation and stuff. But it was just so cool to write one now knowing that I have like three years in the game of like Bible college for two years. And then all the, all the obviously, mm-hmm. you know, messages I listen to and just being in, in the, in the body of Christ and just being able to piece all the scriptures together while mm-hmm. focusing on one topic and being like, Oh, I can pull from this. or I can mm-hmm. pull from, it was just so cool to be able to do that. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Like you really did open up this door of like, of, of knowledge to me based on your word. And it was just so cool because it made me just feel like, man, you really have me on this path, you know, and it's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested, Zach, to hear about your like semi-recent experience in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because you spill it. Yeah. Because you're asking questions about how can someone receive it, you know, and I have ways that I help walk youth through it, Yeah, you know, Uh, but you just very recently went through it. And so I'd love to hear your experience. Yeah. I mean, it was very cool because I went down to the altar uh, and it was um, Alex basically gave the call. Like if you were, uh, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy spirit, come on down here. And he, he walked you through it. And as far as like, and he prayed over you and, uh, he kind of encouraged you to like lean into, um, you know, like lean into like what, what your tongue wants to do organically and just let, let it happen, you know? And, um, that sounded kind of weird, but that's kind of how we all, all we've already to, rated the show. Yeah. yeah, no, right? yeah. PG 13. Just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. And, um, he, he described it as like, Oh, it's, it might sound like a car is revving. And then next thing you know, like my tongue was moving in a way it's never moved before. And I was just like, Oh wow. Like this is it. And, is it. and it was really cool because he was, he was, uh, praying over, over Noah, um, in a really bold way. And I actually didn't know he was praying over Noah. I thought he was praying over somebody else, but then I I started hearing a prayer that I heard before from my friend Olivier's church when his pastor David uh, prophesied over uh, Noah as well, and I was like, it, I heard the two of the same things being said, and I was mm. like, wait, wait, and then I, I looked up because my eyes were closed, you know, I'm praying, mm. and my eyes, and I look up and I see he's praying over Noah next to me, and I was like, yo, like that's crazy. So it was all kind of in that moment it hit me, and um, 
you know, I, I'm not able to like, I can activate it a little bit, but it's not as intense as it was in that first moment, which is unfortunate. So that's, I think I, I maybe that's why I asked, but I also asked, cause I know other people are curious mm-hmm. about it. But, uh, from there I was able to, you know, like I can, I can speak in tongues as well right now, but it's not as like you were saying, which I'm really glad you said it, it was kind of, I'm still kind of like a baby, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a baby still in that, you know, yeah. but I'm really glad to hear that it comes mm-hmm. more with, um, with time and just yeah. more in, in the presence and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I think when Turner mentioned earlier about Timothy and the laying on of hands with his mother and his grandmother, but Paul goes on to say, so be intentional to fan, to fan the flame, fan the flame. flame. Right. And so that means you have to activate it. So you had hands laid on in, in really if the, all the gifts of the Lord are dormant inside of us, they come alive in Christ. Right. And so when you receive the Holy spirit, um, and then you just, you start activating those things. It's kind of like Turner said, I can get a prophetic word, but it doesn't, it doesn't manifest until I actually open up my mouth and begin mm-hmm. to speak. And I think I tell people all the time, I think we somehow have taught people that the Holy spirit is your doer and he's not he's your helper. Mm-hmm. And okay. so open your mouth and start moving your tongue and give him some consonants, give him something to work with. When he said with the man with the shriveled hand, he said, stretch out your hand. That's right. That's and so I would have been like, I can't, you know? <laughs> and he was like, well, that, well, that, therefore you won't. And it's like when people were like, when did you start traveling? I'm like, when I started traveling. Wow. That's good. And, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then let me, let me share this too. We talk, we, we're not just talking about tongues here. I was praying for my best friend, Olivia the other night, and he shared a little tiny nugget of something he had coming up. And I started praying into that situation. And it was like, so it was flowing. It was yeah. just flowing. And it was yeah. like, I wasn't stuttering. I wasn't stimmering. I was just able to just flow in this like supernatural so prayer. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, after I, he, uh, I finished, he was just like, taken it back by because I was saying things that he's never told anybody before. That's good. And I was confirming things with him that only God would know. That's good. And he was just like so touched by it. And me and him have like, we have like a spiritual synergy that just is, is from the mm-hmm. Lord, you know? So we're really at one at the spirit together. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just really cool to have a brother in Christ like that. And uh, so he's coming here at the end of October. We're going to do a pod. He coming, he's coming on the pod. He's coming on the pod. Oh, yeah. So cool. uh, he's coming to visit and whatnot. And um, we're praying that, uh, that the Lord speaks to him out here because there's a big decision mm-hmm. that's brewing mm-hmm. about about being out here and stuff. So it was just really cool to experience the prophecy. Yeah. And I actually talked to um, Ryan Birkins about it at, my, at the preaching camp I was telling you about. And he was like, bro, that's prophecy. Like, yeah. like I'm that answering your out. question. That's it. Yep. You know? So yep. I was like, well, dang, you know, because you, you, you're not sure. You don't want to be like, oh, I'm a prophet. And, you know, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know what the word says about, about, you know, saying yeah. you're a prophet when you're not or whatever. So, and I've experienced not, not that uh, recently as well from somebody else. And it's just, I don't like that, yeah. that whole, you know, using it to kind of monetize sure, people sure. and like, Oh, let's jump on a call and then I'll prophesy over you and mm-hmm. take your money, you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I never want to like say, Oh, I'm a prophet, you know, but in that moment, it was, uh, mm-hmm. one of the spiritual gifts I felt like was, was coming about sure. upon me, which was really special. Cause it's like, all right, how do I walk in that? How do you walk in like the gift of prophecy? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep okay. doing it. But when you say keep Expect doing it, it and keep doing it, just through prayer, you know, like yeah, you just start, start praying and then you just start declaring and decreeing yeah. things through the Lord over them yeah, based go ahead. on the word. Go ahead, though, right? I'm going to let you answer that because well, you, you flow real strongly. Well, the, prophetic. the Lord will, will speak to you about people. I mean, like I brought up a situation at dwell that happened a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in there and That's all a coffee shop. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, here <laughs> yeah it's where we context. dwell. <laughs> and the Lord's like, Hey, you need to go tell this girl that um she's actually not not supposed to go to africa 
don't know this person at all. <laughs> wow. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is like really scary, you know, but I knew you just know, you know, when it's the Lord. Yes. And so I went up and I told her, it's like, hey, I don't know you and I need to tell you something. And then I'm also happy to to pray for you after this, but I'm not sure what you're struggling with or going through, but I feel like you're not supposed to go to Africa right now. You're supposed to do something else. She started just bawling, crying. She's like, I've been waiting for an answer on this. this, this, this. And I'm just like, okay, Lord. Like, <laughs> And my heart's just thumping, you know, because I'm like, what if I'm wrong? You know, that's always you're like, because like you said, you don't want to be a false prophet yeah. or this right. or that. And so... But in the moments where I've had a very clear prophetic word, it's always been of the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'll be doing, usually I'll be doing something else. Like I'll be preaching and then it'll, ha it'll mm -hmm. happen. Like right. he'll be like, Hey, that person right there mm -hmm. needs to hear something. And like you've already led in the, the presence of the Lord and yeah. like, you've, you've been like, you, you come to the throne mm -hmm. room pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then that's when he gives you the word, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, and that's what we were doing, me and Olivia. We were just talking. We were talking about the Lord. We we're praying over each other over certain situations, and then boom, it like came on on me to give him. You know, it was wild. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. I want more of it. Yeah, yeah. I know when I started doing house meetings, it was a little bit reverse in that. Like, it was kind of a shift because, you know, sometimes you'll be doing something and you get a word for somebody. And you go over and you say, you know, can I pray for you? I really feel like the Lord has something. But at house meetings, people are coming up to me, and they're just Give me something. Yeah, Boom. Hungry. You know, and so you really have to, A, have the mindset that God has something to say to everybody. Yeah. Mm. And he wants to speak to people. He wants to be heard. B, he knows everything about everybody. And so at that moment, I have to really be intentional again to stay hyper-focused on the Father's heart and not get distracted by the person who's standing in front of me, what they might be saying. Usually I'm like, don't say anything. Let's just hear what the Father has to say. And I just begin to pray. And 95% to 100% of the time, I feel like, I mean, turning even at house means like every people get a word. Um, and I think it's important that you recognize that God has something to say to everybody and he knows their hearts. And it's really not about you knowing the prophetic. It's about you knowing the father's heart for his people. Hmm. Is, is that? That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I and, and I think too, that the Lord will, um, it, there's like the general like gift of prophecy, but yeah. then there's ways that he'll reveal himself to you differently than he'll reveal himself to me. And like, like when I get a word for someone, if someone comes to me and it's like, please, please pray for me. You know, I need to hear from the Lord. I'm happy to oblige. And usually I get a picture of something mm -hmm. like the, the Lord will show me, uh, it's almost like a painting of something happening and I'll just be like, hey, well, here's what I'm seeing, you know. And again, it's scary because you're like, this is kind of a shot in the dark and this may come way out of left field. But for that person, usually it's spot on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not out of left mm -hmm. field. It's yeah. good. And they know exactly what's happening, you know. And and like the gift of tongues and interpretation is another good one. I have a student that has a gift or had a student. I'm not a youth pastor anymore. Uh, <laughs> And she was We'd like, love to talk about that. She was like, when uh, when people speak in tongues, it's like I can read a book in my head of what they're saying. That's so cool. And I'm like, oh that's, my god, that's interpretation, <laughs> you know. But like, she didn't know that, yeah. you know. She's just like 
she, and it was like in a like a revelation oh to her. Gosh. She was like, "Oh no way!" You know. Well, I don't get that. Yeah. You know, that's not come how, through. Come to the meetings. <laughs> so you good. Know? So you know, the Lord, He'll He'll it, the gift will look different when it's activated by you yeah. than activated by her. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and similarly, but different, right? Like if somebody comes up to me, typically the first thing the Lord gives me is a verse. He gives me a verse or a story and I start, he'll tell me, he'll, he'll like say Hagar. And I know this person's been abused. Mm. This person's done everything they've asked. They've been cast out mm. and God wants you to know he sees you and tears will be, be, and all God spoke was Hagar. But I've been reading my word in my closet. So I know when God says Hagar, I know his heart for this person or when he says wow. Timothy or when he says Paul or when he says Nicodemus or when he says, you know, That's what, so whatever. Powerful. And so for I me, I don't get a whole lot of visions every once in a while I do. And it kind of, kind of like, Oh, I saw a, now what I do see is dimensions and where I see the words. Um, so sometimes I'll see something far back behind them, behind their left. And I know it's something that's deeply rooted in their childhood versus something that's maybe hovering right over their shoulders. Or when I'm seeing or sensing the word, I sense it right over their shoulders versus something in their past. Like a banner. Yes. Um, and sometimes too, like I'll a banner. Yes. And so sometimes it's not just that I get a word, a scripture, but also where I'm seeing it or sensing it dimensionally. Like I, it's like I see dimensions and it's a timeline that the Lord is showing me so I can get a sense of what timing it has been, you know. You see why Lisa's booked, y'all? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's fun. I'd like to hear from Turner because, you know, we've not really had a conversation like what is the, um, shift been because you do you you did get the chance to operate on a regular basis in, in the in the prophetic being in youth ministry being an fca and now you're in corporate yeah and um so what has that been for for you like for you is and have you felt like it's been a challenge now that i'm not having to study every week for a message like how has that shifted for you yeah i mean it's it's really the the relationship with jesus has stayed the same and grown, you know, yeah. since it's all happened. I mean, church has it, serving on staff at a church has very little to do with my relationship with Christ. You know, that, that hasn't, you know, I'm going to be in the word no matter what I'm going to be listening to sermons on my drive to and from, you know, got a, I like birds. Pa Pastor Bill Johnson. Mm -hmm. I like birds. Today was Nate Bargetsy though. Yeah, he, like I was listening to the comedian pod today, <laughs> uh, but you know, those, those are ways that I, that I keep myself filled. Um, but my prayer and when I get to the business, I do the same thing every day. My prayer is that our, our business would be an apostolic business. Mm -hmm. And the reasoning for that is because we're the actual like physical location of our business is, is, is in such a dark area mm -hmm. of, of Dallas. And Zach, you've, you've been there. You've been there. Yeah. I mean, there's literal prostitutes that walk around on the streets. Uh, we have a homeless camp behind our warehouse. warehouse uh, we had someone die in our parking lot two months ago of a drug overdose. I mean, it's like, we're, we're in the darkest of the dark area. And so my prayer is that our business, whether we're selling vases, which is what we, we do primarily, or if we're selling 
content, selling whatever, whatever our business is involved is, is that it would be epistolic, you mm-hmm. know, and that when people stepped into our um, our physical location, that it would feel different to them mm. and they would know that um, something is different yeah. in, in this spot than it was out here mm-hmm. in the sidewalk. Amen. That's amazing. And uh, so that's that's been cool because... I've been in full-time ministry for seven years, you know, uh, four years with FCA and then three and a half years at Calvary. And so to be able to take, you know, snippets of leadership and things that I've learned in those roles and take them into the business world, but the relationship remains the same. Yeah, that's good. That, that hasn't changed. It's just, um, like you're saying, just, it's a, it's a new vision. It's new, mm-hmm. new, uh, but the, but the mission, the purpose remains the same. Um, and so it's been fun. I do miss, uh, preaching. That was a lot of fun. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed preaching. Um, and I feel like the opportunities to, uh, to speak into people's lives, um, they're so like easy when they're kids, you know, um, when you got seventh graders, eighth graders, ninth graders, 10th graders, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to speak into their lives because they're like begging for leadership. Yeah for uh for stuff and you just got to be more um you got to pick your spots in business you know because you're trying to balance uh it's funny you and i talk about this a lot and like oh what do i actually post on tiktok because half people are going to get mad and half people are going to do this Mm -hmm. and and you finally got to just go i'm just going to do whatever the lord tells me to do and and that's that's the bottom line is if the lord tells me to do this i'm gonna do it and um, that it's, I just laugh thinking about your TikTok because forever we're like, well, you, you know, seeing people slain in the spirit is da, 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 da. and, and it's like, you know what, if the Lord has told you to do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. And, and the haters are going to hate. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No matter what, what they're going to hate no matter what you they're do. They're going to hate yeah. no matter what. That's exactly. what they do. They born haters. They're haters. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Bless the haters. Well, I love that. Hug a hater and get them saved. Yeah. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Well, let's, let's end it there. Thank you guys so much for coming on this show. I do have a special present for y'all, a special gift Stop for y'all. It. Yeah, it's and, gonna be... and Fuji wa- Fiji water. Yeah, from... so, yeah, so we got Fiji water here. That's not the only thing we got for you here. And uh, we got my man Taylor. He's going to come bring some stuff. Is over. it a birthday cake? Is it an anniversary gift? Today's my 32nd anniversary, oh, wedding yeah. anniversary. Oh, is it? Yes. I might have saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're going to get this gift. Oh, really? Yes. It really is. Blossoms on the score. Do you know about this? No. Oh my gosh! It really no. is Look flowers. At that oh my gosh! Bouquet Look at this. Lisa Which Shores. camera are we looking at? Right here. Let me do it this one. Here there we go. go. Look at that. That's from Kelly Bowman oh my and gosh. Grant Bowman. They just Thank opened you up so a much. You're new so location. Sweet, Zach. This is all Kelly and uh, and Grant. And this is for Cecily. We don't want to leave any of the wives out. Cecily, look it's at for Turner, us. Turner and Cecily. Yeah, Cecily, look this at us. This is for you go, to go home girl. and look like a champ, you know? Yeah. Keeping yes. it in the family. Hey, thank you so much. And Kelly, if you're listening, we love you and we appreciate your friendship. But we also appreciate your business. Yeah. Look, the he's GLS, like, are these are these priest vans? Are, they, are the these priest vans? We do we'll business see. with Blossoms on the on the Boulevard. So, yeah. Or Blossoms on the Square. Both. I was going to say they're Blossoms on the Boulevard too, right? Blossoms, let me be clear for the people listening. Blossoms 
Blossoms on the Boulevard is actually in Burleson, and it's a cute little shop that I went into today to pick yeah. those up. And then so we got nice. Blossoms on the Square is the new business that yeah. they just opened oh up in Alvarado. Yes. So make sure you go check out that new location for them, and make sure you just uh, you can go ahead by Saturday by appointment. You can call the number 817-783-3250 if you want to go through, or you can just yeah. pop up. You know, we got the address on the screen for you guys there. Uh, we're thankful that they're partnering with us to just provide our guests with some beautiful flowers yeah. so they can go home. Yeah. I'll share the little small testimony with you guys about how this idea came to pass. Uh, I need to move this. Yeah, you can just, yeah, move them a little bit, you know, just so people can still see your face. <laughs> here you go, move, move that one right here. I didn't want to block you. Logo. No, that's okay. The flowers are more important than the logo right now. And we're talking well, about Well, your you know? face is more important. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. I wasn't worried about the love. I was more, more concerned with your face. face. At all. <laughs> all I saw was flowers. <laughs> Belinda, thank you so hey. much. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to. But uh, Hey, yeah. thanks, Belinda. I love you, girl. Yeah, we'll go through the comments before we wrap it up fully. Okay. Just say hey to everybody. But yeah, the story is, um, man, I was it was a, a few rough days in a row. And then I pick up some groceries after a long day at Kroger. And um, I think Kroger messed up our pickup and accidentally put flowers in our grocery pickup. So I get home after a long day and oh, I'm getting gosh. the groceries. This and is I, hilarious. And I say, uh, I say, Catherine, uh, who got, you, who'd you get the flowers for? And she goes, oh my God, stop. Yeah. And she gives them I just smiled and said, here you go. And just the way she lit up about the, and, and don't get me wrong, I've gotten her flowers plenty of times, but this was a time where like, it was like an aha moment that yeah. you talk about where I was like, how can we, oh my gosh, like we, sh we should give our guests flowers. Cause then if we, even if we give it to a gentleman that comes on, he can go home and bless a lady yeah. with it and or make her can, whole day, yeah. you know, yeah. or keep it yourself or whatever the case yeah. may be. And then I was like, who, Kelly Bowman, like, let's go, like, let's get this out. That's she has so a good. new business. And I was like, and I'm, I'm all about trying to help local businesses yeah. and like, you know, yeah. we're, we're all in this together. We got to be community centric. So if mm -hmm. anything I can do to help while also, you know, blessing others is, is just something super special. So we're thankful that they agreed to the partnership. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, you were the first guest that we presented this Yay. to and Probably, and they're so pretty. It was Let's probably go. for a reason because, you know, <laughs> y'all know them and it's just going to be su super special. So make sure y'all check out Blossoms on the Square as well as Jennifer. Blossoms on the Boulevard. And yeah, let's say hey to some people that are still here. If you're still here, you know, show some love. And uh, So Austin Jennifer Dixon. Horse is from Virginia. So she hosted the house meeting, the first house meeting in Virginia that we had several weeks ago. That's amazing. Belinda Betteridge is actually in our counseling certification program. Attends a lot of our stuff. Who's Layla? She's been showing love Layla, all night. Um, hi, Layla, I've met you, have I not? From I know Norway. she follows a lot of my stuff. Right? She said she's from Norway. Aaron Parker's showing lots of love tonight. We appreciate you, Aaron Parker. Faith. Yeah, we're moving fast here. Yeah, lots of What's 409? Is that the number of subscribers you're going to get us? What does that mean? <laughs> 249 online YouTube like, donation. Oh, really? Oh, okay. For, for who? Donut? Lisa? Lisa, not you got to sure. split that with me if, if it's a donation. Um, <laughs> $2.50. <laughs> Venmo. Um, I can probably look and see. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the love. Hey, Kenna is so Kenna follows me. Originally followed me on TikTok. Is that right, Kenna? And now she follows me on Facebook and Where's Instagram. Aunt Tina, Aunt Tina, and Grandma is Grandma. In yeah, Grandma. They're playing Rummy. Sharon Watts works for Crazy Eight Ministries. Um, and there's Layla again. Belinda again. I'm not sure. Faith. Uh, Faith is that you, Faith? Faith. I'm like, is that well, you, Faith? Yeah, like, yeah, she can go respond like that. Uh, she'll know. Sess! Cecily Sherman? Sess. Yeah, that's my lovely daughter-in-law. Uh, Y'all. Why's her name Sherman? 
It's her maiden name. Oh, really? She ain't changed yet? <laughs> but she ain't logged into YouTube in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. How often she's on YouTube. For real. Yeah. She's showing love yeah. for the birds. We appreciate that. That's amazing. Happy anniversary, Lisa. I've been praying and cheering. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate you. Yes, it is oh. Faith. Faith. Okay. Yes. Faith and I went to a Rodney Har Brown meeting last night in Fort Worth. How was that? It was, it was, it was okay. It was good. Okay. <laughs> is that the one you were like it was correcting? A Rodney Howard Brown meeting. <laughs> it was a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what that is. Good. But. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody that did tune in. Please do us a huge favor and subscribe as well as share this podcast. You can, it's seriously a button away. We do it for free. All you got to do is press share. If you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com uh, slash I like birds. We have actually two of our Patreons here in the building right now. Give it up for them, Taylor. <laughs> we got Turner and Lisa Shorts here. We appreciate y'all's support on there. Lisa also has a Patreon, which is so cool. You've been growing that thing like crazy since you started it because you got yep. those house meetings and you're able to like, you know, connect people. So yeah. I'm really happy to see that. And definitely um, I'm learning from you on how to how to grow that thing. So if, you, if you're here for the first time or you're a longtime fan, we appreciate you. We got Austin Dixon here, who's one of our Patreons as well. Thank you guys so much for your support. Make sure you share the show, like the show, do everything you can to help us get it out there. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much.